best mentees are ones that teach you a thing or two or five. And Carson would bring up topics that would make me think, okay, I put this topic to bed in my own company. Like I thought I had like solved the problem or put it to bed and she's making me think of it in a different way. I think what surprised me was how quickly and easily we just sort of settled into our conversations and it didn't feel prescriptive. It just felt very natural. All right, this is an amazing opportunity for me. I gotta say, I've got the best seat in the house. To be honest, it's probably unfair because I get to do a little research. I get to talk to you guys. I get to hang out. We get to have a fun discussion about mentorship. And so for me, man, I'm telling you, this is as good as it gets. So I am your guide. I am your host. I am a misfit from Promo Kitchen. And my name is Jay Bussell. And I have two amazing people here, people who are awesome humans, not just fun to hang out with, but do great work. So First, I want to introduce Carson Ronchetto. Carson, I don't know if you are aware, but you are a big deal. <laughs> Carson, it's true. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you're our current mentorship committee chair. Is that true? That is a fact. That is a fact. Two thumbs way up. You are also the chief operating officer at Creative. Wow. Yes, I am. And yes, that really is the name, folks. Creative. How fabulous is that? Creative. I mean, brilliant. Duh. <laughs> and they are a design-based promotional marketing agency located in Fayetteville, Arkansas, which is a beautiful part of the country. P.S. If you need a guide for the Razorback Greenway Trail that spans from Fayetteville to Bella, you need to just ask Carson. Am I right? You're right. You're right. Or ask my team, maybe. But yeah. Well, your team. So how far away is Bella Vista from Fayetteville? We're about roughly 40 miles. It's about 40 miles of trail. Is it cool in Arkansas to say... Bella Vista, or do you guys just say Bella Vista? You can call it whatever you want, Jay. Uh, well, I don't want to mispronounce it, so I just want to make sure it's right. But yeah. either way, Carson, we're thrilled to have you. And also... Jay, you know what you can find on that trail. What can you find on that trail, Mr. Fibash? I wish I had done some research earlier, but it is that massive, almost prehistoric woodpecker that hasn't been seen since like 1921, but there allegedly is film of it in the swamps of Arkansas. So where it is, you can find that thing. Red build. I can't. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm like, I don't, I don't even know if I should believe you right now, Robert Fivash. All true. You are amazing. So with that amazing story of archaic woodpeckers, Robert Fivash, ladies and gentlemen, this is a living legend. Robert, you are a past Presidente of Promo Kitchen. So that alone puts you in rare air. So oh, thank yeah. you, my friend, for clearing your schedule for us. I'm sure that your handlers were a little upset that we were starting today, but today's the day, my friend. And as a co-founder and co-Presidente of Brand Fuel, like Carson, you are a big deal, my friend, because listen, first of all, congratulations on the recent Certified B Corp. That's kind of a big deal in your world, right? Thank you, sir. I love that. And I've learned much, much more about it because of you and because of Danny and your commitment to that. But you're kind of in that managing scenario where you're managing the company at Virginia Beach VA, right? That's your location in Virginia? Yes, sir. And you're also trying to do your best at managing the shenanigans of Danny all the time. Is that still true? That's impossible. We all know that that's you know, a fool's errand. But we started the business together down in Raleigh. And so there's been lots and lots and lots of time together to sort of 
you know, well met map. I love that. I think there's a future song needs to be written or maybe a poem or something significant that says, we started the biz down in Raleigh. That just has a ring to it. It really does. Like the Almond Brothers or something. Almond Brothers, or maybe, maybe just one of your other favorite bands, because folks, P.S., if you need to know more about the drive-by truckers, the deep and mysterious meanings of their lyrics, or where they might be touring this summer, you need to check with Robert, because he knows. I will very likely know the answer. That is true. See, you guys are so much fun. Thanks for putting up with my bios, but I just got to say, you've set the bar high, and I got to throw the respect where the respect is earned, and it's for both of you. So Carson, welcome again. Robert, welcome again. The reason you're here and the reason people had to put up with my long bios was because we wanted to give you guys some background and some flavor and some of that savory goodness that is centered on one of our core pillars at Promo Kitchen, which both of you know well. It's the mentorship and mentoring. And it's just so much fun that we've decided to do this series. And now I get to interview you guys to talk about what it was like, because I didn't know that you were a pairing, that Robert was a mentor and Carson, you were the mentee. I didn't know that until Robert said something. I was like, what the hell? You got it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know whether to write a, a condolences card to Carson or congratulations. <laughs> I'm seriously, Robert, come on. Yeah. I, know. I got, I I got super lucky. Depends on the day. Depends on the day. Well, let's jump in on some questions. Carson, I'm going to throw it to you first. I want to hear about this. I want to hear more about this. I'm, I'm really curious. I'm also interested in kind of the, what were you feeling? What were some of those expectations before you really got started down this path? Had you been involved in mentorship anywhere before this? It had been a long time and I hadn't been involved in mentorship in like a professional capacity really for many years before getting involved in Promo Kitchen. So I was relatively new to the industry, new to my company. Right. And I knew that I needed a lot of help and that I was going to need to get plugged in to something that helped me sort of accelerate my growing and understanding of our industry. And so luckily, I stumbled across Promo Kitchen probably a little less than a year, maybe about a year into joining the team at Creative and thought, well, I really didn't know much about it, but it's a free program. And so I figured I'd see if I could get connected with a mentor and kind of hit the mentor jackpot getting paired with Robert. Boom, the mentor jackpot. I love that. That's, I think you did. It's true. I just want you to know, I hate admitting that, but I think it's true. So follow up to that. You said you stumbled upon Promo Kitchen. Can you kind of remember, like, were you hanging out at the mixer? Did you see us online? What was kind of, if you can remember, and that's a dangerous question. If you can't, that's okay. But do you remember kind of, where were you when you saw this? Was it website? Was it blog? Was it podcast? What Actually, I do remember my business partner, Steve, who's the CEO of Creative. He's been in the industry many years and he was familiar with Promo Kitchen. And I was letting him know, you know, like, hey, I want to get tapped in. I knew that there was more to just the work we do at Creative and I wanted to get tapped into like a broader circle. And so he sent me the website for Promo Kitchen and I read a little bit about the mentorship program and signed up almost immediately. Wow. That's a great story. I didn't know that. Steve, we're going to give you some thumbs up for that. Yeah. Kudos to Steve. Solid move, my man. Okay. So question now goes to Robert. Robert, feelings, your expectations. Think back in the primordial days before Promo Kitchen. Had you been involved in any mentoring or mentorship programs? 
Jay, that was at least 40 years ago. And I don't know if I can remember back that far. But I will say, I had been a big brother and big brothers, big sisters for about five years in my 20s. Don't gloss over that. Don't try to fast track that. That's so cool, dude. That is a big deal. I didn't know that. Thanks. See what I'm learning? I just, you're, again, folks, I said he was an awesome human and boom. <laughs> so, well, thank you, Jay. So, you know, if you consider that mentoring, you know, I've done it outside of the industry, but never really inside the industry. And dude, I have to say, man, I was feeling nervous, to be honest with you. You know, we had started this program. The chefs were trying to stand up and show their commitment to it. But I was nervous because I was worried about my own time commitment as very busy people in this industry, all three of us on this call and anyone that's listening. Sometimes it's best just to say no if you know you're overcommitted or you're, you know, stretched too thin or you're going to half-ass it or whatever. And so I was very nervous about jumping in and doing this. But I have to say, you know, I've found that kind of the busier you are, the more time you have, ironically, you end up forcing organization and and using your time better. I think we're all, we feel like we're at capacity, but oftentimes you just kind of have to jump in and you're surprised at how much extra capacity you actually have. So that's sort of where my head was at the time. And I'm really, really glad I did it. Well, I'm sure that Carson is really, really glad that you did as well. You both kind of have answered the why, like, why did you take these steps? Carson was looking for more information in a broader network. And Robert, you were looking to not be hazed by your fellow PK chefs. Is that (laughs) that the motivation for, no? That's fair. No, that's unfair. I should never have said that. That was not cool. I hope we can rewind that part. Leave it in. Okay. So what I do want to know is you did take the jump and you're right. You're hundred percent right. Because I felt those same feelings. You feel like you're not worthy. You're not prepared. You're not what am I going to do? How am I going to be a mentor? What do I know about this crazy industry? Um, but you did it. And so, I mean, I give you huge credit for that, man. And so besides that kind of feeling of nervousness, take me back to the, what did you think about? Like, was it something in it for you? You know, like I thought about this myself, but I want to hear what you have to say. Like, what was the upside for you? What were you thinking? Yeah, there are two reasons. One is sort of a selfish reason and one's an unselfish reason. Again, we had just started the program. I wanted to set an example for the other chefs. All the other chefs and board members that jumped in were, again, trying to pull everyone else in. We wanted to see the program grow. So I guess that's sort of the unselfish side of it. The other piece of it, I mean, I have to say, like, you feel better about yourself when you're giving back. And so that is something that, you know, that shouldn't be like a hidden reason for doing good things. Like everybody has their reasons for doing good things. So the giving back piece, like this is a really hard industry. Like billions of questions that a new person or somebody that's relatively new might have. You know, I've made many, many, many mistakes in this industry. Why not help somebody avoid those mistakes? That's kind of what I was thinking. I love that. It's funny, the listeners won't be able to see this, but all three of us were shaking our heads when you said billions of details. Yes. So true. So true. Well, I want to share a stat with you guys. This is a surprise. You didn't know I was going to do this, but because we have Carson here, I think it's really important And I know that you are the current committee chair. So I do want to get your take on this more than Robert's. But Robert, obviously, you know, we're both girl dads and this is important to us too. But according to a recent, by recent, I mean 2020, Pew Research Center in a poll, study, et cetera, whatever they call those things, whoever Pew is, I don't know, some fancy research center, 63% of women 
have never had a formal mentor in a business to business relationship. Oh, wow. 63%, right? That's my, I was like, what? Carson, what do you think besides wow? Well, now I immediately want to go look at our program stats through that lens and see how we're stacking up against that. Yes, future episode. We can bring back some great news. I bet it's higher. I bet it's higher. Yeah. I bet we're closer to like a 50 50 ratio. But, you know, whether you're a girl dad or not, whether you have kids or not, whether you have women in your business, on your staff, or running your business, whatever, these relationships are really important. So I just thought that jumped off the page at me. I was like, I don't have a good answer for why, right? What do you think, Robert? I don't know. I'd be curious. Did you say the stat for men? Uh, nobody cared. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's surprising. Hopefully it's changing. Yeah. Hopefully it is changing. I think it is changing. And that's the direction I wanted to go. I want people to know that are listening that it's definitely changing at Promo Kitchen because we have phenomenal leadership. Hello. We have at the very top, our current president, Johanna Gottlieb, and several of the other leaders that are chefs are fabulous women who are killing it in our industry. And of course, Carson being one of them. So I just wanted to share that stack, get your take on it as we transition about this. But let's talk a little bit more about YouTube. This is where the listeners really want to, you know, let's get the good stuff, right? So as this mentorship relationship grew, as you guys started to kind of come together, a couple of questions there. Like, for how long were you connected as a mentor and a mentee? Do you remember? No wrong answers here, just your best guess. The two of us? Yeah. Carson, I think it was the standard, right? Six months, once a month? Yeah. Once a month for six months. Okay. Six months of regular connection. But I think one of the things that's so fantastic about our program is it's not overly regimented. Like it's meant to be free flowing, it's meant to be organic. And so I know to this day, I could pick up the phone or shoot a text or an email over to Robert and get guidance on something if I need it. Years later, we're now, you know, years out from when we were formally connected as mentee and mentor. And likewise, I mean, again, that's one of the beauties of this program. I mean, mentor becomes mentee and mentee becomes mentor. And we've got this lifelong friendship and, you know, on a personal friendship level, but also on a business level, it's fantastic. Yeah. It is fantastic. Talk about if there ever was a cliche, win, 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 this is it. So yes, I love that, that you guys have stayed connected even after the six months. That's both attributable to your style, your flow, how you operate together as people. But obviously, when we're in those situations, whether you meet twice a month, once a week, once a month, the relationship grows, right? And the trust grows. So I'm going to ask you first, Carson, ladies first again. So were there any surprises? And it's okay. I don't want you to share anything that's negative. I doubt there was anything that's negative, but just surprise, like lessons learned or, oh my God, that was so powerful or whatever. What were some of the things that you had that you remember that were takeaways? Well, I say just like in general, I think one of the biggest surprises that I had. So again, I was new leadership in a company, you know, I'm leading a team. Many of them had far more years under their belt of experience than I did. So, you know, I was very eager to soak up as much information as I could. And so I wanted to enter into my relationship with Robert and like really be as vulnerable as I could so that I could get the most out of it. And I think what surprised me was how quickly and easily we just sort of settled into our conversations and it didn't feel prescriptive. It just felt very natural. And really within the first couple of sessions, I felt like I could bring my whole self to those conversations and again, be vulnerable. 
And that really positioned me to be able to take the most out of those conversations, whether it was how to create more operational efficiencies, how to position myself as a leader in my company, being again new. So I would say you're not asking for advice, but if anybody wants to know what I think is the most important thing that you can bring into a mentorship relationship, I know the word is overused, but as Brene Brown says, it's that vulnerability piece. And I don't know that that's easy for us to do in a professional setting. Maybe you're good at it in your personal life, maybe you're not, but really I think as women too, you know, we're trying to make sure we have a seat at the table in professional conversations. We've got to be able to do that in these mentorship relationships as well. Well, I tip my cap to you because being vulnerable, being teachable might be another way to express that is yeah. critical, especially where you were. You know, you had your motives, but you were soaking it up. You were the sponge, right? You were trying to just listen and learn. And I mean, you did hit the jackpot. No doubt. Because operationally, I mean, come on, Robert is brilliant. He acts like, you know, he's this goofy guy, but... <laughs> <laughs> He's he's got the finance background. He's oh just, yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, come on, Mr. Just MBA. Keep, keep going, Jay. Keep going. You know, he's you know, not everybody has an MBA, Robert. I just want you to know. In fact, not everybody graduated from college. Just want you to know. Some of us misfits might have checked out around our junior year because skiing looked a lot more fun than econ. But I digress. Robert, back to you, my friend. My you know, random soulmate was out there skiing with you, I promise. Your spirit animal was, was on the lift with me. So, yes. but back to reality, which is where you are firmly planted is talk about it from your side, Robert. Like, what did you learn? What were some of the surprises from the relationship that you maybe didn't expect? Well, honestly, not a ton of surprises. I mean, Carson mentioned the vulnerability, like I'm not afraid to be vulnerable. And when she was not afraid to be vulnerable, it really allowed us to start off just right out of the gates and not have a lot of sort of random bluster in there. And so that was fantastic. You know, in general, and I hate to generalize it, but honestly, I have kind of had the Hall of Fame of mentees. So starting with Carson, I had, do y'all know Pablo Prawl in Miami? Sure, I know Pablo, yeah. Pablo's the man and our beloved friend, Brian Jolin yes. in Texas. I knew about, I knew you were Brian's mentor. Yeah, I got super, super lucky. A couple have fizzled. And honestly, if there are any surprises, it's just that occasionally there is a mentor-mentee relationship that doesn't quite work out. It's usually about a misunderstanding of the commitment. And once a month for six months is not a long commitment, but we're all slammed. We're all really busy. And so I don't hold that against any mentees that I've had that haven't quite worked out, but you have to be committed to it. So no major surprises. I mean, Carson was like super committed, organized, came with tons of questions and topics to talk about. We had a ton of fun. Nothing was hidden. We laughed. We didn't take it too seriously. It was a real pleasure. It really was. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that your personalities kind of meshed quickly and you could see how to best help each other because it's not like Carson, you didn't have experience. You were coming in as a COO. You had that experience and leadership, but it was new to you in terms of industry and some of the buzzwords or some of the, you know, how to do this or how to go from A to B without, you know, tripping. So. Right. That's really cool. I love those answers. Thank you for sharing that. I was hoping to get a little something more spicy out of Robert, to be honest. But... <laughs> like I said, it was, it was 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it better have not been 40 years ago. Okay. So the trust group, quick question, follow up to that. Were you guys meeting for 
half hour, 45 minutes? Would you start for an hour and it would go long? You know, Robert's a talker. (laughs) I think we usually kept it to an hour, Robert. I mean, I think that's the other thing. Like we are busy. And also, at least as the mentee, I felt like super mindful of the fact that like I'm working with a mentor who's also running a very successful business and they are donating their time to us as mentees. And so I wanted to show up. I wanted to show up on time and come with an agenda or specific questions usually that I tried to share with Robert on the front end so that we could maximize that hour of time we had together. I love that. I have to follow up on that point. You came prepared. Amen, sister, my soul sister. It may not look like it on the outside. I like to be a little bit prepared because I don't want to look like a total jackass. I'm okay with a little bit, but not a total jackass. Agreed. So you came prepared. You set the agenda, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's critical. Yeah, it is. Because then it really helps Robert say, okay, if you're not prepared, Robert, in a specific area, you could call on someone, you could tap somebody in, or you could go try to find some answers ahead of time. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, that is the way it works the best for sure. Like you said, I can prepare if there's something I'm just not quite sure about. I can ping Danny or Allison, our general manager, and all kinds of you know friends that we have in the industry. So yeah, that was massively helpful in terms of just making it impactful. Yeah. yeah. And probably trying to help where help was needed most. Like you knew what you were either lacking in or where you wanted some support, Carson. So you were able to kind of say, okay, I got to get this stuff down. Carson, I'm deviating and I keep asking you the questions. Jump in anytime, Robert, but honestly, she's way better. Than you. Oh, <laughs> Carson, seriously, since you're also the mentorship chair committee now, and we have a new platform with a new process, is that facilitated that preparation side or that guiding? Like, cause I, I feel like I would be overwhelmed as a mentee to like, oh my God, I'm, I'm like, what do I even ask them? You know? So are we providing any tools for people that are mentees at this point? I'm glad you asked, Jay. We are providing some tools. We have a couple of tools that I think really help to set our mentees and mentors up for success in these relationships. So one of them is a tool that we call the recipe for success. And it's just really very straightforward. So kind of the top part of the form is just some basic information, contact information, how you want to be contacted, but going deeper is a place where you can sort of map out your professional goals. And I think that that's really where the conversation with mentees and mentors should come from. So what are two to three goals? We recommend that you use SMART goals. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with SMART goals, Jay? I think I am, but why don't you, there might be a few that are not S-M-A-R-T. Why don't you tell us what they are? SMART goals is just a framework for goal setting that helps you to set goals that are specific measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. I'm really glad I remembered that. On I was going to say, I'm like, that's what I didn't want to have to try to pitch in. So I was like, S-M-A-R-T. I think I know. Yeah. So, you know, you can set a goal. You can say, hey, I want to become the CEO of my company. But what does that really mean? And it allows you to go through that framework and drill down and even set some micro goals to take steps to ultimately achieve whatever your ultimate goal is. So. The recipe for success tool that we share has that framework in there, as well as some other supplemental pieces, I think that really help mentees come to the table with some sort of idea, something that they can share with their mentor so that the conversations are more directed and focused to their needs and maybe not focused on, hey, where can I find this pin? I knew you were going to ask that. I'm (laughs) so glad you did. This is not that. 
for all of you listeners, yes, we are always eagerly engaged in promoting this mentorship program. And we have plenty of spots available, right, Cars? We have lots of bandwidth right now. We do. But if you're going to be asking, where do I find this cup? Where do I find this pen? Where do I find this polo shirt? That is not the relationship we're trying to foster. Right. We want to go deeper than that. So in addition to that, Tool Jay, I'll just mention this quickly on the new platform. We do have a recommended, we'll call it framework for each meeting. It's not required that mentees and mentors follow that framework, but it is there for those that want a little more guided structure to each of the meetings that they have together. I love that. Brilliant. And I got to give a shout out to you and to Russell Bird and to everybody else that came before you that has been pushing this initiative because all of their prior work, you know, we're building on a strong foundation and today's version is the best it's ever been. And so that's a direct result of your work and Russ's work. And I just want you guys to know that I want our listeners to know that you're not only volunteering your time. Are you a mentor right now, Carson? I'm putting you on the spot. Sorry. I am a mentor. See? So look at that. She's a CEO of her company. She's a mentor. She's also the mentorship committee chair. I guarantee you're doing a thousand other things that are awesome in every way. So folks, these are really, really connected people who are brilliant. They're brilliant at branding. They're brilliant at marketing, at running a business on the financial side, on the human resources side. So I can't plug this thing enough. So I'm so excited that I get to do this because I think it's going to make a big difference. People really listen to this podcast and they were like, oh God, Carson was a mentee. What? So anyway, I got a little sidetracked. Jay, how often we have the podcast? Until they kick me off, Robert. I mean, I, <laughs> I've got this microphone and as far as I'm concerned. But like the frequency. Uh, we're we're going to try to get four or five done this year. So if we get more than that, then that's great. But we have about five right now in the queue. So fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's really good because these insights and what you guys are sharing are impactful. And so I appreciate it so much. Thank you, Carson, for giving us a little bit of that background because that structure, that framework that you talked about, I think is really, really helpful. Yeah, It's been really helpful for me. I tend to just kind of check it. I don't really use it. So where I'm at in the mentee that I have right now, we're kind of freestyling it, but I like to go back and say, well, I better check the goal. I better check the purpose. I better check in on some of that framework. I don't want to mess it up. Yeah. And hey, I think that that's great. And we encourage that. We want the relationships to be authentic. And so if you want to freestyle it, freestyle it, if that's what works for you and your mentee. Love it. So let me ask, I'm going to flip. Robert, you started talking about this already, but give me some qualities or give me something that you think, what made Carson such a great mentee? You already said vulnerability, so don't bring that one up again. But what's something else? So we could see a pattern maybe, or people that are listening might find some clues and they're like, well, I, I could do that. Yeah. So what are some of those things? What are some of those traits or characteristics? I mentioned being committed and being organized, like the fact that she, I don't recall whether Carson, you know, we chatted back and forth about the best way to do it with you coming up with the questions ahead of time, but that was a stroke of genius. And I would recommend that to every pairing. You know, part of it, Jay, was her questions. And again, it was 40 years ago, so I'm not going to remember <laughs> any specifics right now. But like the best mentees are ones that teach you a thing or two or five. And Carson would bring up topics that would make me think, okay, I put this topic to bed in my own company. Like I thought I had like solved the problem or put it to bed. And She's making me think of it in a different way. Oh, I love that. It's almost challenging. Is that what you mean? A little challenger? A hundred percent. Or was she shining light on something that I thought was like already okay? 
are done. And so she's coming at it from a completely different angle than maybe I had or maybe Danny had. And all of a sudden I'm going back to Danny going like, hey man, like just talk to Carson and like, we ought to rethink this, you know? There was a ton of that. So ding, ding, ding. Love it. Yeah. Love ding, it. ding, ding. Bell's going off. Um, Carson, 100%. Thank you for that. I think that the other piece that made it so good, and this was, you know, certainly a big factor of it being Carson, was the fact that we did stay in touch afterwards. And I, you know, I was giving you some thoughts on your website. And I think I threw our new website at you. And this is something that will continue as long as we're in this industry. I'm not going to have that same relationship with every mentee that I have, but Carson brings that to the table and I can't appreciate it enough. It's that magic spice, Carson. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I think just having that sort of reciprocal relationship, I think sometimes in mentee and mentor relationships, it can feel like there's a hierarchy, but this program is not that. It's not designed to be that. You shouldn't enter into it with that sort of mindset. And so I think the more you can create that sort of reciprocal relationship, the better it'll be for both the mentee and the mentor. 100% agree. Yeah, love it. You guys are so great. This is easy. I wish I had all of the time in the world, but I don't. But I do have a couple more quick questions before we turn off this amazing podcast today. One of the things that I wanted to check in on was insights, advice, planning. When is a good time? Let's go to Carson. When would you say is a good time? And don't think of yourself as the CEO or COO or director of sales or director of marketing. No, no titles. Just when is a good time to find a mentor? Before you're in trouble, before you're in crisis, before you have big problems. I think that that's my biggest advice is oftentimes we see folks that wait until the roof is caving in on the business or, you know, they've got tons of turnover within their company. They've got a culture issue. And I think that that's a mistake. I think that entering into these sorts of relationships, even before you have maybe a primary presenting problem is what I would recommend. Don't wait. Don't wait. Get started now. What would you say to that, Robert? When's the best time? When's a good time? If you're looking for a mentor, what would you say to folks? This is an interesting question. In terms of a mentee, again, I don't think there's the perfect time. I've talked to total newbies. I've talked to people that have been in for a long time. In terms of mentees, like somebody like myself, like, again, I don't think there's that perfect time. You're always going to think that you don't have the time to do it. I mean, that, that I sort of started off by talking about that. So there's never the perfect time, which I think also means there's not the perfect time. So a lot of us have board of directors in our companies. We've got board of advisors. We've got these formal and informal groups that kind of give us advice. Some of us are in buying groups like Reciprocity Road and others, but some of us don't have any of that stuff. And if you don't, pick a mentor, you know, pick a mentor at Promo Kitchen. You will have that informal advisory service in picking a mentor and you're very likely going to have a lifelong friendship. So no downside to doing it, tons of upside. Great answer. Could I be a mentee more than once? Oh, you're going to push that one over to me, aren't you? Yes, I am, Carson. Yeah, as the mentorship chair, I guess I'm the one qualified to answer that. Yes, you can have a mentor more than once. I think the only thing that we ask is because this is an all-volunteer program, we want to be respectful of the bandwidth of our volunteer mentors. So 
one mentor at a time. But yeah, you can have a mentor more than once. And I know many people that have. Right. I think it's important that we kind of set those ground rules. So thank you for doing that. Obviously, we want to be conscientious of everyone's time. But at the same time, I think you're at different places at different times, right? Your own personal growth, where your business is. And so I also want to give a huge shout out to any mentees who have been in the business for 10 or 12 or 15 years and yet still want to be a mentee because I think there's still so much to learn. And we are lucky that we have so many powerful mentors. And by the way, not everybody that's a chef, this was a misguided, I was wrong. I thought, well, you had to be a chef to be a mentor. That's not the case at all. Yeah. There are a lot of people listening right now. You would be a fabulous mentor. We need you. Yeah. Right? Don't we? Don't we need more mentors, Carson? Or am I making that up? No. Well, I mean, we'll always take mentors. Well, yeah. I mean, we have, we currently have somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 available mentors. And as our program continues to grow, we'll always need additional mentors. And the thing that's really special about our program is as a mentor, you have your own bio. It's kind of like a dating website, but for professional mentorship, you've got your bio. And it can include... Is that why nobody's picking? (laughs) Oh, I had to say it. No, but you can say like, hey, here's something I specialize in. And so maybe you are a CFO at a distributor in our industry. And like you really only want to... That's kind of where you want your niche or your focus to be. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we don't all have the same backgrounds and the same skill sets. So we want to have a really diverse mentorship pool so that our mentees can really tap into, you know, the guidance and support that they need based on their individual businesses and goals. Perfect. That's why I asked it too, because I thought, you know, where I was when I started 10 years in, 15 years, it's a completely different landscape, not to mention the external pressures that are constantly reshaping and pushing the boundaries. So I think it's very admirable for people who have been in the industry for a while and are still like, hey, I just want to, you know, you might be a mentee for six months and then you might flip the coin and be the mentor for the next six months. Absolutely. And I think a common misconception, people ask me about this quite a bit, is, well, how long do I have to have been in the industry or involved in Promo Kitchen to be a mentor? And I don't really have a great answer for that or a rule for that. You know, I think the first time, I think I was in the industry maybe three years when I took on my first mentee. And back to your point, Jay, you can have been in the business 20 years and still be a mentee. Mm -hmm. So, you know, going back to that hierarchy, none of that really exists within our program. It's just if you have the interest and you can be committed to that relationship, then come on. We'd love to have you. Come on. I love it. Love it. There's the energy. Last question, Robert, I want to ask you about tangible difference, a tangible difference in you. You already hinted on it. You guys always do this to me. I have these great questions and you've kind of already answered them, but that's the beauty of having gifted, brilliant guests. But Robert, can you think of a tangible difference that this relationship has made for you and for your business? Yeah, I'll give you a couple. I mentioned that some of the things that Carson would bring to the table allowed me to rethink some ideas that I had and come at them from a different perspective, you know, shedding new light on something I thought was kind of solved. And so I'm very grateful for that. And a really good mentor-mentee relationship will bring that to light. And I certainly had that with Carson. One kind of cool thing that allows our company to do is sort of like live by example, the mentorship program, because we are asking our folks at Brand Fuel to give back and volunteer. And so when they see us doing that in real life, 
that helps us get that message across, which makes the vision, creating that vision a little bit easier. And then finally, just the close friendships. Karshna and I will be buds forever. And the folks that you get to know do become close friends and they become part of your network and you become part of theirs. You see them at the PK Mixer, you see them at Expo, and all of a sudden you've got this network of friends and colleagues that can help you along the way and you can help them along the way. So in terms of impactful and tangible differences in my business, like they're kind of too many to count. <laughs> nice. Too many to count. Well, Carson has that effect on a lot of us, so yeah. I, I totally get your answer. True. Well, Carson, to you, and then we're going to wrap this up. But again, you kind of already alluded to this and answered a little bit of this, but anything else you want to add to it in terms of a tangible difference that this relationship or mentorship in general has made an impact on you or your business? I have to double down on something that Robert has repeated during our time together here today. And I thought he just said it to me in our mentorship. I didn't realize it was like, obviously, like a core value of his or philosophy that he has about time. I remember as we got to the end of our mentorship, he sort of casually mentioned like, what do you think about maybe looking into getting involved in a deeper way in Promo Kitchen as a sous chef? And I mean, I just immediately was like, nope, I don't have time. There's just no way I'm trying to like get my feet wet in this industry and lead our company. No. And he challenged me there and pushed back and shared some of the same things that he shared with us earlier about, I think, the busier we are. I think that there's some strange phenomenon there and truth to finding that time. And so I think that was something that I've now applied to multiple areas of my life, both personally and professionally, and went on to become a chef on the board here at Promo Kitchen. So I think that that's been huge for me, again, not just in a professional capacity, but even just personally. Wow. What a great answer. I'm almost goosebumpy. That was, that was a great way to wrap this up. And I just want to give you two both another shout out. All joking aside, the gush that I have, the fanboy attitude that I have is very genuine. It's because I see the great works that you're both doing and I see how much time you're willing to give. And time is what is of the most rare commodity in our lives, in our world. So when people are willing to give their time here, that says everything to me. And it makes a difference to me. And I know you've made a difference to the listeners today, as well as anybody you've mentored, or even the relationships with you were a mentee. I know that that's made a difference, as Robert has so eloquently described, and the friendship and the relationships that matter. So thank you both again for being willing to tolerate my questions, as well as share these brilliant answers and really be inspiring. Because I know there will be listeners today that were inspired by this, and they're probably going to see a little spike in our application process because of Carson Ronchetto and because of Robert Fivash. And it's been my honor and my privilege to talk about mentorship with you. So until we get to hang out wherever we see each other next, I cannot wait. Where will that be? Let's, yeah, let's, like, let's make a date. I mean, I would love to see you guys at any of the upcoming industry shows. I probably go to more apparel shows than you do, but that doesn't mean I won't be at an upcoming ASI show or the future PPI Expo show. So you name it, I would make a date. I would like <laughs> change my plans and say, you're going to be in Arizona? Like, I'll go crash your party. <laughs> and, and why am I saying that, Robert? We'll see you in Nashville. Let's go to Nashville. Yeah. I'm ready. Who's going to Nashville? The Reciprocity Road Rally in September. Well, I crashed the party in Scottsdale. Why not make double down on Nashville? Let's do it. Let's 
the phantom invitation being sent. I was invited, and I have a witness. Carson, right? Did I just not get an invitation? I'll verify. Oh my God, I can't <laughs> wait to go. You guys made my day. But seriously, thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for all of your time. And today's podcast was a winner because of you. And I appreciate you both so much. So I will talk to you later. For now, folks, be good, be kind, make a difference, do good things. As my mom would say, if you can't be great, be good at it. So there you go. I'll talk to y'all later. Good to see you guys. Bye. Thanks again for listening to this edition of the Promo Kitchen Podcast. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can always get involved in the Promo Kitchen community by visiting us at promokitchen.org. You can also show your support by donating to our cause at promokitchen.org donate. We would sincerely appreciate it. See you next time. Thank you.